that experiencing that I had a deep passion for manufacturing within me. I started this show hoping to raise more awareness around the bright outlook manufacturing careers have. Join me as I sit down with some of the manufacturing industry's most successful change makers and learn how they're partnering people with technology. It's time to give people more meaningful work. This is Workforce 4.0. All right. Hey, you guys. How are you? Happy Workforce Wednesday. How are you, Anne? I'm good. I'm good. One of these days, I'm going to figure out the whole video intro outro thing. But, um, you know. I really like your intro video, though. It's a lot uh, cleaner than mine, I think. I don't know. Like, you have the voiceover, you have the really cool music, and you have the great logo. So I, I really like it. It's oh, awesome. thank you. I drew that. I drew that logo anyway. Um, nice. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank Any you. Any talents. <laughs> yeah. So if you're just joining us for our live today, um, hey, hi, how are you? Welcome. I'm super excited to be talking to my friend Megan Zimba. And uh, Megan owns her own business, uh, kind of the similarly, like, what I do, I'm, I own my own business, but um, in her her spare time, what little time she does have as a mom, um, she has the successful LinkedIn live show every Friday at 11.30 Central Time called Mavens of Manufacturing. And Megan, you really truly are a maven. And thank you so much for coming on and uh, spending some time with me today. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I was so excited to see that you were, you know, starting your own podcast because you were juggling it around for quite some time. And I was. Yeah, I was, really I was like, do I? Do I not? Do of course. Let's do it. The answer yeah, is always. Finally, <laughs> I had a lot of fear to get over, and then I just kind of jumped over the edge couple of weeks ago and it's been no looking back so but you had a big you had a big part of that I think just being around your energy and just you being so positive and encouraging to me and uh mentoring me um it's been really inspirational so thank you yeah anytime thank you that was a huge compliment I I mean I've had the same fears when I first started Mavens and um it took a really good friend of mine to tell me how ridiculous I was being and he just said, just do it. And if it fails, it's not the end of the world. You'll be okay. And you just move on to the next thing. And I was like, okay. And it just, it keeps growing. So um, I'm not really worried, worrying about if it fails um, until that happens. Hopefully it never happens. But um, yeah, I'm just enjoying the ride as it's going and enjoying the people that I'm meeting. So I get the whole fear thing of starting something new. It's very intense. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think it's it's doing really well and it's very successful. And this week you're having uh, you're having the automation ladies on. A couple more yes. of our good friends. Yeah, um, I'm really excited. Yeah, they have great energy too. And it's just it's I love this whole LinkedIn community we've got going on um, for manufacturing. They're they're rowdy. They're fun. And if you guys aren't following all these amazing people, you should, because we're fun. Um, yeah. But we get a lot of work done too, right? The great thing is too, and you know, it's getting better every single day is just seeing the women in the sector who are coming together and sort of empowering one another, because, you know, in order to like move the sector forward, 
we do have to start inviting more people that aren't typically thinking about the career pathways. And, you know, one of those groups is women. And um, it's just great to see more more women coming together thinking, hey, what ideas can we do to get the next generation excited? But also, you know, the men advocates that are out there too, because I definitely would not be where I am today without, you know, my men mentors who have encouraged me to just keep going and try things that I would normally not try. So it's going to take a village to bring us all here. And it's a really exciting time to be part of the sector. I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah, it is. And uh, with that, like, let's uh, let's get into the questions a little bit. If you're listening, feel free to or watching, feel free to drop some comments or your own questions for Megan. Um, she's amazing, and I'm sure she's um, she'd be happy to kind of answer any inquiries that you have. So, as we're going here, um, so we were both in Charlotte a couple of weeks ago, and we met for the first time in person. And yes. That was a lot of fun, and uh, I had this opportunity come up where uh, someone reached out to me, and they were like, hey, do you want to do a panel in Charlotte? And I was like, sure, and they were like, yeah, we're also looking for suggestions for other um, other people to participate, and I was like, I'm calling Megan. <laughs> I was like, I'm calling Megan. Um, and so you were able to come out and join us as well, and uh, we actually did a whole karaoke night. It was very spontaneous and random, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it was super fun. <laughs> I, right? It was fun. I enjoyed um, I enjoyed that a lot, and I enjoyed listening to uh, some of your songs. And you had the whole bar going. I don't think I don't think anybody realizes you had the whole bar going. I mean, people that we didn't even know were like, Megan, we want to sing this song with you. They were coming out to you and asking you, and I was like, yes, I love that. Um <laughs> I think that was the coolest thing ever because, you know, when we first got there, it was pretty empty and we were like, what hole in the wall is, is this place? And Tim and Amber Wilborn were there before us and I think they were hesitant to even stay. Um, but as the crowd got bigger, it was really like very sociable and encouraging and a lot of fun. And some people weren't very serious about it and just having a good time and letting their hair down. So it was a lot of fun. And I don't know if that's just like a Southern thing either, where people are just really extremely nice um, because some of the karaoke bars that I've been to in my neck of the woods, there's not a lot of nice people sometimes. <laughs> so I don't know, like it was just a lot of fun and encouraging to see everyone get along. So, but yeah, I, I'll definitely do it again. We need to set that up somewhere else next time. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't know. I mean, we're, of course, we're very hospitable here, but I mean, you know, we, we are very much along, we are all very aligned kind of whether you realize it or not, it's like work. We have three rules. We have three rules. We work hard, we play hard and mm -hmm. we have fun doing both of those things and uh maybe it's because it's hot and you know in the summer it's like everything listen it's hot y'all gotta be patient with us because it's just you know um it's hot and it's humid and it was hot in charlotte but um could you share with us uh what your favorite song is and maybe your favorite karaoke song for those that were not there that night yeah, so Sugarland Stay is my go-to karaoke song. 
if um, you didn't see the video all over the place that you posted. Um, I actually, so Jake was on with you last week and um, I agree with him where I don't really have a favorite genre. Like I appreciate all genres of music and um, like I even like heavy metal and punk rock music, but um, I think in era times, so I really enjoy seven like 60s and 70s music. And my all-time favorite song outside of karaoke is um, Ball and Chain by Janis Joplin. There's just something about her voice that I just, I don't know, it just hits my soul and makes me happy. And if you know the story of Jan Janis Joplin, she has kind of a tragic story. And you can just tell through the way that she sings. And there, there's a video out there of um, a live version of Ball and Chain um, that she sung in front of a crowd. I don't know where it was at or what it was for, but just the reaction that they shot from the crowd and just the people like just amazed and in awe of her voice. And just, you could feel what she was feeling when she sings that song. And um, I wish I could sing like her, but I don't, I don't think anyone can come close to what she used to sound like. And I, I just love her music and I love her voice, but that is like my ultimate favorite song of all time. Janice was a good one. Um, yeah. love Janice. Um, very, she just, was, it, she did have a very tragic life, but, um, yeah, it, but she, she did make amazing music and she was such a role model for women i think during that mm -hmm. time you know yeah outside of like the drug use part i don't recommend that to anyone but um i think she just you know kind of set a trend where that just because you're a girl doesn't mean you can't rock and roll and that's awesome i've always you know tried to go against the grain myself just if people like we're telling me I can't do something, I'd be like, I'm gonna do it just to prove you wrong kind of thing. Um, I think she had that attitude too. And um, I'm looking at some of the comments coming through, but uh, yeah, she just, I love her voice. I And the industry, the music industry uh, is missing something when, cause she's not here anymore. She, she died at a very young age, unfortunately. Um, but I think it would be really cool just to, you know, if someone could come out now they, nowadays to sound like her, I would definitely be an instant fan just because, yeah, she has a lot of soul. And I like singers like that. I like singers who tell stories with their voice and you can tell that they had something going on because it comes through the way that they sound. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I'll have to keep that in mind. I'll have to do some digging. You know, I'm always like looking for new artists and um, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, if nowadays it's, Nowadays, there's so much techno music, which is really cool, too, because, like, I don't know how people can come up with those beats and stuff from different, like, you have to have a really great memory and be in, so in love with music to come up with different beats that combine different songs and stuff. Like, I know some people don't like that stuff, but I think it's really fascinating, the technology that's used today to make some of the music that's out there. Like, I, I don't know how they do it and it's really fascinating to see even like the ones that beatbox with their own vocals oh yeah it's so amazing <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah but i like techno cool. i just um 
I like I like to feel things too. So I like I like to go through all the feels and it helps me like heal, you know? Yeah. Um but anyway, the comment sections, the comment section are is blowing up. So I'll read uh some of these comments here. Will Healy, yes, I agree. I, I was thinking of you when she said male mentors. You're a good one. You're a good one to have in, in our he is. sure. A lot of good informational videos too. So if you're not following Will, go to his page. He was actually, um, he's been a long, a, around a long time. Um, I'm not trying to call you old or anything, Will, but uh, when Twitter was really popular among manufacturers, I remember following his channel back in my trade publication days. So I knew Will from a long time ago. So Will is just really, he's awesome. And he knows, he is very, he, yeah. Will. Will is like everybody's brother. Everybody yeah. loves Will. You're awesome, Will. Totally. Um, Jesse Wells says uh, trailblazers often have it rough when it Ew. comes to Janice Joplin. Yeah, I mean, I could not disagree more. I mean, there's a reason I think that you're kind of molded in this, you know, in this way, you know, you just yeah. have to move. You, you, you have to move forward because sometimes you don't have any other option, right? Right. Absolutely. Um, this LinkedIn user, and I'm sorry, mine does this too. Like I'm always the LinkedIn user on the comments. So I, yeah. I feel you. So I'm sorry that I don't have your name, but hi, Megan Zemba. Since you've started Mavens of Manufacturing full time, how do you keep inspired to find such great guests? That's a great question. I just love what I do. So um, it's pretty cool. Ever since I started Mavens, um, I've been getting a lot of referrals. So um, a lot of people will say, oh, oh my gosh, I know this person. You talked about this during this week. Here's this person. You should really reach out to her. Um, I've also had uh, a couple of students from colleges reach out to me and really like what I'm doing. And I think just the excitement in their voices and um, knowing that they can make a difference sharing their story, that really is inspiring me a lot more too because um, they it seems like they didn't realize that they could be an advocate until they watched Mavens. So when they saw Mavens and they saw themselves in the guests that I had on at the moment they saw it, they realized, oh, I could make a difference too. So I want to share my story. And it's just this really fun chain reaction. So that's what really keeps me inspired is seeing the excitement on other people's faces when they remember a story that they heard on Maven. So I don't want to like let that energy ever die out. So that's really what keeps me going. And um, my kids are starting to get more involved too. So they're starting to ask questions and it's just really fun having those conversations with them. Um, my daughter, especially she's 18 and before she didn't really care what I did, but now she's just like, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, you're talking at this trade show. Can I go with you? So she's coming with me to two trade shows coming up. Um, the advanced manufacturing expo and then the more of the manufacturing expo, she's actually going to come with me and hear me talk. So I'm really excited. And, um, I think I have this uh, some subconscious fear of letting people down and I don't want to let people down. So that kind of keeps me going too. I just, I don't want to disappoint anyone. Um, so I just, 
I'm, I'm just going to keep going, keep trucking along. <laughs> you got to keep going. I love that she's going with you to the trade shows because there's something about seeing it. They have to see, yeah. have to see things. They have to see yeah. things and then they have to see things from other, if they're really little, they have to see things from other small people. I mean, yeah, really and truly I've, I've uh, found that out. Um, let's, uh, speaking of which, let's talk about that a little bit because we're both moms and uh, we both have littles and uh, minus five and you have two, but I forget how yeah, so, they are. Yeah, my daughter's 18 and I thought I was done with her. And then I met my husband and he convinced me to marry him and have two more. Um, so I have a, a three-year-old and a four-year-old. They're both boys and they're hilarious. It's so different to have boys than it is girls. Um, they just like to get in into things and they're so curious. And um, my youngest likes the noise of shattered glass. So we have to keep glass away from him because if he finds a glass, he'll take it and chuck it and just be so excited about the noise. I don't know what it is. And I think he likes to see the different patterns too when it shatters. So yeah, we can't have glass in the house right now at the moment because he'll he'll break it. Mine so. was really weird about like, um, <laughs> boys are a trip. Yeah. They're, um, so, they're just different i don't know what it is they just um, like how things work i guess <laughs> my yeah mine so mine started taking out the air vents in my house when he before he could walk i mean <laughs> before he could walk he was crawling and lifting up the air vents out of the floor and uh we had to eventually like drill those back you know into the floor uh, and Safety then he locks on air vents on my coffee table, and he would like, and un he unscrewed the wheels, and is oh. always unscrewing like knobs. So yeah, um, <laughs> I just want to know how things work. Yeah, um, and it's, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun with them though. Yeah, it's 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 really fun to just observe how they look at things, and you can see the gears turning in their head and. There, it looks like my two are asking, like, how is this possible and why is it working like this? So it's it's a fun age because everything is so brand new to them and they want to know how everything works. And unfortunately, you know, I'm not an engineer by trade or anything. So, you know, I learn by doing interviews with people and asking them questions when I'm writing content for companies. Um, so when they ask me why a million times, sometimes I don't have an answer. So I have to go to Google and try to figure it out so that I can give them an answer. Because if I don't provide an answer, they just look at me disappointed and they shake their head and they turn around and walk away from me. Like, you just ruined my life. You didn't give me the answer that I was looking for. But it, it's really fun. I, I enjoy being a mom. Um, it's a lot of hard work. I don't think there's a manual out there for you know, the right way to do things, but it's a great learning experience. And it's, it's a wonderful opportunity to like gain patience if you don't have patience because kids are a lot of work, but they're fun. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Having mine is definitely has, has taught me a lot of patience. Um, <laughs> but just to switch gears here, uh, you're constantly interviewing strong female leaders for your show, Maven's Manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you're always talking to women leaders, strong women leaders in the manufacturing space. And I just wanted to kind of know what companies out there are deploying technology to uh, give people more meaningful work. And uh, also, who do you feel like is doing an amazing job at that? And who, who that you've personally interviewed, who imp has impressed you the most when it comes to that? There's so many companies out there. Um, one that comes to mind right away is Onyx. Um, I really enjoyed that interview with Ashley. Um, she wrote a book called Leading with Grit and Grace. So she came in, um, she came into the company uh, through marriage. Um, it was actually, I believe her husband's family that owned the company and the previous owners uh, the culture wasn't so great. So they had to actually like change the whole culture to, to make the employees feel a little bit better about working there and wanting to come to work. So her book really kind of explained, you know, as a woman leader, how she needed to lead with grit and grace. And, you know, some of the things that she did to let the employees know that she was there for them as well as the business and she really did a lot of work bringing them into some of the conversations on the decision making for the company and the business. And, you know, one of the things that they had to decide is, you know, when my husband and I are, are you know, done and want to retire, who is going to succeed uh, the business? And they decided that they were going to make it employee owned. So um, just that small change you know, really got the employees like, oh, they really care about us. They want to know what our opinions are. They want to hear our input and what's going on. And it was more like a family-based environment than a work-based environment, which I think is important because if, if you're going to work every single day and you're seeing the same individuals every single day, they become sort of like your family, like your second family. And um, I think they understood, I think she understood that really well and she did a really good job bringing everyone together to work better as a team than as individual employees. And if your employees are happy, you're going to get more productivity out of them. Um, I think, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of companies had to adjust to this hybrid version of, you know, some employees work better when they're at home remotely. So what can you do so they're not coming into the office angry. How do you make those changes and adjustments? And, you know, with some positions, you just really can't do that because you need someone on the line in case something fails. So that goes into all of like the smart technologies and automation processes that you can basically check the machines from your mobile homes, but you still need that human element, I think. But you got to consider what sort of benefits can you offer employees to just really keep them excited about wanting to come into work when they might not want to come into work. Um, so the companies that I um, really perk up when I hear some of the stuff that they're doing, um, I still haven't interviewed her yet, but I want to. She's a Illinois manufacturer and um, they're putting a daycare in their facility. And what made her think about doing that is um, she has a lot of grandchildren and her daughters are actually part of the leadership team in the manufacturing company. So she it got her gears turning and she's like, you know, what can I do 
to help the single moms that I have working on the shop floor in case they can't afford childcare, it probably would just be easier if I could get childcare here at the facility. So they're um, changing their business strategy to budget for um, certified caregivers to come in and run a daycare that she's adding on to her facility. And um, I want to say it's Lakewood Precision. I have to double check the name because uh, we've been talking over the last two years and things just keep happening. So she hasn't been able to, to come on yet to Mavens, but I'm I'm hoping she can come on because uh, her story is just really interesting. And I really like that she's so family oriented because I feel like one of the biggest misconceptions still in this sector is that if you're a mom, especially a single mom, you're not going to be able to find that work-life balance. But so many companies are now looking into, okay, what can we do to really help provide that work-life balance for moms? Um, and there's just so many companies out there that are, you know, there's too many to name. Uh, WinTech is doing a really good job at uh, providing continuous um, education improvement. Allison Giddens, she does uh, the summer internship program and it's a virtual one. Uh, this year was actually her second year and she, you know, brought in students from all over the United States. I think she even had some international students sign up this year. And, you know, it's a, a, I think she said it's like a three or four week program, but at the end they do, you know, presentations and she invites people in her network to come judge. I was supposed to judge this year, but um, I had a scheduling conflict. So um, Mary Bruce actually, who's connected with uh, Tim Wilborn, uh, she filled in for me and I have to catch up with her to see how it went. But she just said some of these projects that they're creating with the internships is amazing. And I think that's a good way too to get people excited about joining the sector, especially women, because if you're showing them that you're really trying to bring people together, women are more apt to, to apply at those positions. So um, gosh, I'm trying to think who else, because there's so many that I've had. Uh, Nikki's doing a really good job. She works for Quote Beam. Um, and she asks, really important questions because they're a startup company. So she's actually going out and asking other, you know, businesses and people within her network, like, you know, what are some of your things that you're doing so that we can start applying them to Quoping? Cause she really wants to advocate for the next generation to come join the sector. And you have to start thinking about, you know, those things, you, you know, with all the advancements in technology, you have to do cross training because it's not just, a single niche skill set anymore. You have to know a lot of a lot of different skills. So, what companies are offering cross training? Um, who's offering continuous improvement? You know, are you offering pay benefits for that? Like, or do the employees have to pay for it themselves? So, I think companies that are really flexible and adaptable and understanding are going to get the best employees that are going to stick around for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, I. 100% agree with all of that. And, and so many people ask me, there's, they ask me, you know, because I recruit and they're saying, you know, well, wait, what, what's, what's the thing? What's the motivator? What's going to get people excited about the industry? What's going to get them to stay? And I mean, nobody likes this answer, but it's just the truth is there's just not one thing. Um, it's because there's just not one person it's like if you think about your workforce as a customer base 
okay, for your product, you don't just have one customer, right? You have multiple customers. And that's mm-hmm. something that I think we could really adopt that mindset in a, in a more holistic way with recruiting. Because all of these things are going to affect, you know, the long-term outcome of the manufacturing workforce sector. Absolutely. Yeah. Your childcare, your, your pay, your benefits, your ability to lead with empathy, um, Mm -hmm. all those things for sure. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just changing so fast too. It's not, you know, I hate saying this because everybody's saying it nowadays, but it's not your grandfather's manufacturing anymore. You're not doing the same repetitive mundane tasks that you were doing, you know, 20, 30 years ago. You're, you have to have a good technology background, um, whether that's, you know, within digital marketing, because even as a writer, I have to know some technology to create some of the content that I'm creating. But if you're in robotics, you, I mean, there's so much that goes within automation and robotics. Um, Allie G, she she shares everything that she does on LinkedIn. And I'm just fascinated because it looks so complex, but she makes it look so easy. And she explains it in a way that's really, you know, easy to understand. And it's just because, you know, she's able to use her critical thinking skills and problem solving skills. And she's a great teacher and she's a great mentor. Um, but you, you kind of have to have those soft skills mixed in with some of the hard skills. And you can't just have one skill. You have to be able to adapt and be flexible and know kind of a little bit about everything. Um, and if you don't know something, you have to be able to communicate to your network so that you can find the person that knows what you don't know. Um, and I think with networks like this, it's easier to find solutions to different problems. And that's why we just got to keep working together and connecting one another because we'll get more innovative thinking that way and more diverse thinking that way and um, come up with better technology. And yeah, it's really exciting. So I love that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I think I've got time for one more question. I know we're just running over just a little bit. Is that, is that okay? Or can I? Yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> okay. Um, I know because I could talk to Megan forever. You guys, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, w- I would be here uh, all day if, uh, if I could be. Um, but my last question for you today is um, this episode. So it's called, it takes a village to raise a workforce. Right. And we kind of touched mm-hmm. a little bit on that, but um, what are some of the challenges that you have faced being a female leader in this industry with children? Um, and how do we help each other to overcome those challenges to improve the manufacturing industry for the next uh, workforce generation? So before I decided to pursue my own thing, um, it is a work-life balance. So it wasn't easy for me to take days off in terms of emergencies. Um, So if my kid got, I mean, young kids from the time they're an infant all the way up until they're, you know, beyond their toddler years, things happen. They get hurt a lot more than they do versus their teen years and my just personal experience. Um, My boys are jumping off things left and right. I'm surprised I haven't been to the ER more 
um, than what I have been just because they have no fear taking big risks. Um, but they touch everything. They might eat something that they're not supposed to eat. So if in case of a family emergency, I've, I've been really lucky and grateful for my family because, um, there have been times where I have not been able to come home when emergency has happened and they've had to step up and help me, but not everybody has that, um, strong family base. So, I mean, definitely that where, you know, you can't leave work with emergencies. So you either got to call someone or you, you got to take a, an attendance hit to, depending on what your policy is at manufacturing. And I think just, you know, a lack of understanding that things happen and life happens. Um, we're not robots. We're not superhumans. So, you know, we are humans and things that come up. I think it, I've had better relationships with people who are understanding um, because they're just like, oh, you, you couldn't make this meeting because you had an emergency? No problem. Like, we'll reschedule. It's not the end of the world. Um, so that was like the biggest challenge that I had over the last couple of years, just because my boys are so young. Um, just having that really understanding and not the flexibility I, I was hoping for when I was working with different companies. Cause I mean, they, and it's no fault to their own. It's just, you know, they have a business strategy and, um, the end goal is to get customers and, uh, increase their revenue. And you, you can't do that if you don't have people showing up for work. So I think if more companies can create an environment where people aren't getting penalized if they're a little bit late or penalized because they need to miss work because of a family emergency, um, I think they'll do a lot better. But what does that look like? And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Um, you definitely don't want people taking advantage of the system, but um, I have talked to individuals who, you know, uh, Andrew Crow is one when he used to work in a manufacturing company. He said there was a single mom where she had to drop her kid off and then she had to catch a bus to get to work. And sometimes traffic held things up. And if she was 20 or 30 minutes late for a shift, he didn't necessarily get mad at her and yell at her. He was just, you know, trying to understanding what her life situation was. So how can we work with her to get her to work on time or to help her make up for the time that she lost? And um, I think he mentioned like giving gas cards out to people and helping with, you know, rising gas prices, which is really cool. I think um, providing flex hours is another good idea. So if you can't make the eight to uh, four or nine to five shift, if people have to come in a little bit earlier, is that a possibility? Um, a lot of other things is um, maternity leave as well. Um, when I took maternity leave with my kids, I was really grateful that I was able to take maternity leave, but what kind of sucked is my my uh, salary got decreased a little bit. And um, I know that Amazon just released a commercial where they're giving a long period of uh, maternity and paternity leave for all of their employees, and they're not decreasing their salary. So they don't lose any of their money when they go on maternity and paternity leave. So it's just simple things like that. I think make a big difference. But other than that, I mean, there's your everyday challenges. There's people that say things that probably shouldn't be said, but you kind of just have to shrug it off. Um, I don't like saying that because I get annoyed when people say you, you should probably have thick skin in this 
this industry, but um, I think there's enough people out there that, you know, will support you. And if you just keep it in your mind that there's more good than bad in this sector, um, it's a great place to be. And, you know, with tools like LinkedIn and other social media platforms, you can connect to a larger group now and you can always find, you know, information that you're looking for. Um, there was an individual, Dan is his name. He lost his job and he went on LinkedIn and he found a new job within a month. Like, <laughs> I, think, I think it was like a month or two. And he just, yeah. every day he was on grinding, grinding, grinding LinkedIn and he found a new job in no time. So Absolutely. I think you just got to be able to put in the work and, um, yeah, any challenge out there, I don't think it's so big that you can't overcome it. So it's just what creative way can we find a solution for it? And, you know, who do we know and how can they help? So you just got to keep poking around until you find the answer. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that's a huge recruit. <laughs> you know, I do that all the time. Like, right. I know that is connected to XYZ or it is in that space or, uh, you know, how do I get this, you know, this person over here where they want to be. And I mean, it's, you know, that's a huge part of uh, my job is trying to connect people and, and put the pieces together and, um, you know, create a wider um, community. And I love that. I love that we're all here. We're all building each other up. Yeah, yeah, there's some negativity. I mean, there's always going to be. I negativity. mean, I've heard some horror stories about certain companies that just have a really bad work culture. But I mean, the the sectors in such so much dire need of workers right now. It's not hard to find a place where you'll fit in and you'll have fun, and people will appreciate you for the work that you do. So, if you think it's a really big challenge that you can't overcome, I mean, reach out to myself or Anne or anyone that el anyone else that's in our network. I mean, we've all been through struggles and, you know, we've all probably cried tears over it or drank a couple cocktails over it. But I mean, there's enough people in this sector that are willing to help and guide you in the right direction to find a really good career. So, um, yeah, you just got to keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's right. It. Keep going. <laughs> that's right. It's yeah, you, you've got two, you've got two options. One of my favorite TikTok videos, but you got two options, right? Like give up or keep going, keep going. Hmm. You know, it's just like that. But, um, I agree. Definitely reach out to Megan or myself. If you have any questions about getting in manufacturing or if, uh, if you, you know, if you feel like maybe you are ready to uh, advance and, and maybe, look for uh, a change there. But um, I really appreciate your time today. I know we're 10 minutes over here, so I don't want to okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer. But well, thanks so much, Anne, for having me. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Absolutely. Yes. And um, I'm sure we'll have to get together soon. Yes, for sure. Um, Karaoke. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, definitely. Um, and thank you to everybody that jumped in the comments. I'm sorry I didn't have time to go through all these comments. You guys rock. Like, you're just blowing these comments up, and I really appreciate that. And uh, I'll try to go back through later and kind of answer some of these as well. So, um, 
But thank you guys again. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for being an inspiration to me personally, to women in this sector everywhere that I know you are. And uh, I hope you have a fantastic Workforce Wednesday and uh, a great rest of your week. Thank you. Bye, Thanks. everyone.